0: Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Detzel. This podcast starts now. All right, welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Hey Nicole, how's it going? I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. Really well. Yeah. Um Good. About to about to go on vacation for a couple of weeks to, to France. So that's going to be fun. And, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. How about you?
1: That'll be good. I'm, I'm going to go camping just a one night camping trip this weekend once the the heat breaks a little bit here. So that'll be a nice little break, but yeah, just having a good summer, you know, doing the summer things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Same getting out as best I can here in Dallas, Texas. It's really hot. Um, you know, but, uh, Today's topic, and you and I were kind of on the pre-show, it's just we want to authenticate a little bit, you know, and we don't necessarily have all the answers on this topic, but I think it's something that uh, is interesting. So Rich Millington uh, from Feverbee, he's been posting some blogs and tweets and LinkedIn messages and things like that around this idea of community is everywhere. You know what I mean, like, and yep. and and it's changing, and things are changing, and 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 I I agree with that. I also think you know, community has been everywhere for a long time, uh. But maybe his thinking is around how do you manage that and think about that, you know, and and bring it into one place, and how do we as community leaders communicate that out to the business and and really kind of start managing, you know, not managing where they are, but understanding where our customers are and understanding that you know just because we have a platform doesn't mean that they want to engage in that platform they want to engage in their own ways
1: yeah i think you know this has been a long standing debate in a lot of ways in the community industry um you know a lot of communities back in the earlier days of social media started on social media and then there's this big push for companies to have a branded community and i'm i'm still a big advocate of having oh. your own community that you own where you control the data you control the format Um, But I think it's where there's been a lot of the debate about where the community team should sit and what should be under their purview and all these pieces, because you probably always are going to have your branded community. And then there's going to be other spaces on the internet where your customers are going to gather. And that may be social channels, that may be, um, you know, things like a GitHub or a Stack Overflow or other forum sites like Reddit. Mm -hmm. And so it's always sort of that question of like, okay, what is community? And what does the community team own, and what is social media, and what does the social team own, and what is something that the customer success team should own, and all of these pieces. And I think for a long time, there's I've seen a lot of like trying to like make those like really crisp divisions and figure all of these pieces out. And, you know, we've been talking a lot over the last couple episodes about this idea of like, how do you align with other teams? How do you Mm -hmm. work cross-functionally? I've been talking about how we're starting to like kind of embed community people on other teams. Yeah. And I think it plays to this idea of community is all of these things. And as community professionals, the next evolution is really for us to become more like in the the line of CX professionals and understanding that whole customer journey and all of those touch points and how do we connect those dots. Um, You know, It's also the like, do you go meet customers where they are or do you go to those places and just try to use those to drive them to the forum? And I know my thinking on it has evolved over the years. I went from really wanting everything in one place under my team's direction to being much more of this, hey, we're all part of this bigger machine and my team is the center of excellence that advises and guides and does our best to align the strategies across all of it but it's it's too many touch points for any one team to like own in its entirety. And so we just have to really be embedded through all sorts of different groups across the company and workflows and things to manage all of it. But it's not easy, right? We're still, I wouldn't even say that we're, you know, super far down that path. I think we're still early days of figuring out how all of these pieces connect and where does um, there need to be the same strategy or different and how does it align to different parts of the customer journey and all of that.
0: It's kind of overwhelming to think about uh but it's it, totally overwhelming to think about. <laughs> like, I don't really, you know, I mentioned that I don't have any answers, or you know, I probably have some thoughts around, you know, how to do it, but you know, there, right now sometimes. So let's take a look back and you know, when you look at an organization, you've got to look at kind of the readiness of an organization to move on something like that, for example. So right. as I kind of look at some of the community uh programs that I built. You know and and one of the things that I when I go to a company and I want to start a community from ground up, one of the things that I think about is is there's all these systems together that that are doing something with our just our own systems in a product company. So you have like a support system like a Zendesk or you have a documentation, you have you know a, a learning platform, then you have a community platform that you're bringing in and a lot of times, especially the companies I've been with, None of those are connected systems, anyways, right? And yep. so you got to think about: Do I want to take on this massive project to connect these systems together? You know what I mean? Because that's bringing a lot of people together within the organization. Um, and, and a lot of the reason I bring this up is because a lot of things that we think about and do is still going to be something that we have to do to connect. You know, the Reddits, the Slacks, the 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 um, you know. Uh, the, the systems that we use, like a higher logic or whatever we're using for our community platform and all that stuff to these community programs. So in addition to connecting business systems together, we also got to think about these community systems together and whether it's social, whether it's our platform, I mean it's a different thinking, but it's a lot of the same thinking. Um I kind of went on a tangent there, but I think that you know the point of that is is that if the organization is not ready for that, you've got to kind of have that vision, right. And continue to push for that. You know, it
1: goes back to the storytelling. Yeah. You have to have the clarity of vision. You have to be able to yeah. advocate for why this is the right thing, how it's going to work. And it is interesting. It works best in organizations where people are all about breaking down silos and like working as mm-hmm. one team across the business. And I know that that's been a big mantra for us as Zendesk this year. It's like, Hey guys, we're one team. Yeah. Now let's not be siloed. Let's not ship our org chart out to customers and say, "Oh, well, this is
0: community. <laughs> exactly. the
1: community team runs it, and this is yeah. social because the social team runs it." Let's recognize: is it connecting customers to each other? Great, it's something yeah. that community should be part of, and probably the social team should be part of too. And we're going to work together on it. Um, I'll tell you what: as a director, it means you're in a lot of meetings to to be that cross functional. But I think yeah. it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I think it, I it can works tell really- you love
0: meetings, Nicole. <laughs> What was that? I can tell you love meetings.
1: So much. No, I mean, I do. It's, it's funny when you're earlier in your career, there's like that meme that's like earlier in your career, like I got invited to the meeting. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I have so many meetings. And then eventually like, oh God, no more meetings. I don't want to talk to anyone. Else. Exactly. The more meetings you have, the less time you have to sit down and do work. the actual work that has to happen yeah. in between. Um, yeah. And it's important to find a balance, but that's a, a whole other topic.
0: Yeah. It's a, um, it's a good one though. We'll that is. one down. Anyways, we'll, we'll
1: put that we'll put a pin in that one. We'll circle exactly. back to the parking lot. <laughs> Let's do it on that. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, like I was saying, I think it works best in organizations where you've got a lot of uh, people are ready to be really collaborative, and so I think it works well in smaller organizations or big organizations that have an awareness that having things all siloed and broken up <laughs> doesn't work great for your customers. Um, And so if you don't have that, that's step one, right? Is just getting everybody to think about like, hey, we just need to collaborate. We need to make a continuous, consistent customer experience across the whole journey. And then kind of what that looks like is starting to bring together all these pieces. And I think it does have to do with how you define community. And I know for us, we debated on this for a long time and we've landed on, for us, community is anything that helps connect users to one another so that they can learn, share, and grow, basically. It's it's any place that they can share knowledge with each other. They can learn from each other. And that happens in all sorts of spaces. And of course, we've got our primary spaces, right? We've got our our user groups on Bevy. We've got our discussion forums uh, in our help center. We've got uh, our you know customer advocate program. But there's also community happening in Slack channels, on yeah. Reddit, on social. And we're increasingly working more and more with those teams to help manage all of it. But I think I know where you're going with this, which is like, okay, but how do you actually manage it, right? Like, how do you yeah. collect data? How do you monitor? How do you share information across all of these spaces?
0: I was going through my head, if <laughs> that's funny yeah. that you said that, because I do think that the people thing is the first thing you have to solve. And, and technology is second or third, right? Like, I'm yep. not sure how that comes into, but But to talk about the technology piece, there's gotta be, you know, I think there's one technology that I know of, like a common room, that mm-hmm. is thinking about that in a big way to be kind of like this command center of all things, you know, uh, in this case, community, right? Like bringing in. Yep. But I, I think, so, so I think that's cool. And I think and it's good that, you know, a company is actually thinking about that. Um, but I think it's a lot harder, um, you know, to, uh, I, I just think it's going to be a huge shift. You know what I mean? And thinking it is. It's going to be
1: complicated, right? Um, Yeah. And even a tool like Common Room doesn't solve all of the problems, right? It'll connect many of the properties. It'll collect a lot of the data that you want. It'll help you present more things, but probably not all of them, right? There's always every company's got a different tech stack you got to pull together. You know, I do think one key, it goes back to what I was saying a couple weeks ago about Aligning your metrics to other parts of the business, mm. making sure that your data from all of your spaces is getting into your CRM, whatever you're using or whatever yeah. business analytics tool you're using. And that's where Common Room can help be a good layer across that. Um, I, I haven't used it myself, but I, I am familiar with their technology and I, I think it looks it looks neat. I've lear- yeah. learned more about it. Um, but yeah, I think it's that's really key. You know. At the end of the day.
0: By the way, the only reason I brought up ConRoom is because yeah. it's the only one that I know that's doing something like that. I mean, maybe there's some others, but I'm I think not there are others that are playing
1: in that space, I wouldn't say I know enough about all of them to yeah. to speak to it I, at the moment. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're one of those other platform vendors, hit us yeah. up, let us know. We'll, we'll we'd love to learn about all of those things. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I think like the technology is really important. You need the yeah. infrastructure to support what you do and to do it at scale. I've run into this many times where we've we've tried to make up the difference manually. And it's like, man, I could have one platform or like four humans do this. Yeah. You know, the platform platforms probably a little bit easier on the budget. Um, <laughs> but well, and from a management standpoint, um, that being said, I think there are certain things that like you absolutely need the, the humans to do. You're still going to have somebody that can input all of it and read it and analyze it and make sense of it. Yeah. Um, but most things are a process problem at the end of the day. I was talking with, um, someone the other day and we were we were discussing the challenge of product feedback, right? Yeah, and they were talking about platforms like, well, our platform just you know it's customers get really frustrated because they submit this feedback and then they see things There's roll no out, <laughs> but we like don't connect the dots between like what yeah. the feedback is and what we roll out. And I was like, you know, no technology is going to solve that for you. Nope. It's not really a technology problem. it's a process problem with the way that most companies solicit feedback from their customers and the kind of feedback the customers give and the way that product teams tend to develop, which is where like, you know, individuals tend to give little pieces of feedback on specific features that would be an incremental change. Like, oh, this is inconvenient. I want a button that does this for me. Yeah. And then the product team is looking at like, oh, they're having challenges with reporting. And so we're gonna roll up this new reporting system. They mm-hmm. never build the button. So they never go back and update the feature <laughs> request for the button, but they yeah. solved the problem that people were asking for the button to solve. and. <laughs> There's no piece of machinery or technology that's ever going to connect the dots between those things. it has got to be a person who's reading it saying, oh, yeah, hey, guys, we didn't build the button, but we actually fixed the issue that you were having with this whole other system that we've rolled out. And we think it solves a lot of other problems, too. And so actually, here's the feature, and it solves for these seven feature requests, maybe not in the way that any of them asked for, but it solves the problems of all of them. And I only bring that up, I mean, product feedback is a whole other conversation. I was about to
0: say, I wrote that down. <laughs> Put a pin yeah. and circle
1: back to you. But it's really the example that like, you could have the coolest ideation technology in the world, yeah, and you're still going to need a human being to sit there and look at it and say, here's all the ideas, here's the challenges that are behind the ideas, here's the solutions that solve for those challenges, and now I got to go connect the dots and write a little blog post to tell everybody that. And I don't care Even how that's good, good, not enough your statuses are, or your scoring in your, you know, ideation tool is, Yeah, it's not about the technology. It's about the process.
0: Well, it, again, it goes back to process for sure. And the people, <clears throat> right. You know, and, yep. and it, it feels like a loop, you know, when you, when you talk about that product ideation thing, I mean, that's been a problem since I've been in community management. Like, I don't know that anybody's really truly solved that perfectly. Yeah, I, I think it's.
1: Well, and it and it sure. is because the feedback that you get from customers is always going to come in in a different format yeah. than what's going to get processed as you put out. And it's sort of when the stuff goes into the machine and then a product comes out of the machine, the machine's a black box. And that's yeah. that black box is what the community managers are here to unpack and process for you and sort of expose. So, um, yeah. So all that is to say, to come back to our idea of community everywhere, right? Let's be honest. There's product <laughs> feedback everywhere too. And most of us yeah. only collect it off of one channel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, how do you connect those dots? And I think it's, it's about having people that are trained in community on different teams, right? Like I need my social media team to be thinking like the community team does yeah. so when they community things happening on the social channels that they're managing. They're bringing that back to us and we can advise them on it. And it's really where the community team becomes the center of excellence for the business. And the business recognizes that community is everywhere. And probably every team comes across community interactions on a day-to-day basis with customers or just somewhere out on the internet and needs to be thinking about it from that perspective.
0: What do you think the importance of, as I kind of think about community everywhere, of understanding, okay, our customers are out there talking about us or talking about the space that mm-hmm. we play in or whatever, right? So when you think about like some of our customers, they use Reltio, which is good, but they're talking about other things besides Reltio. So they're, they're talking about data space, you know, on LinkedIn, I see people posting about, you know, data quality and uh, data management and not just master data management, which we're playing a, a very niche role in and we're going further and deeper. but you know, what's the importance of us understanding those those engagements and interactions with our customers like I mean why why do we care that they're on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm just philosophizing, or at least thinking about this like I'm I, I mean, does it matter that they're doing these things? I, I think so, but like totally.
1: I mean, I think it matters because one, by being part of the conversation, you understand what's important to them, Mm -hmm. right? You're in the data space. We're in the customer experience space. Um, And so it's it's helpful to know both what your customers and just the market in general is talking about in those spaces. As a community professional, I'm always thinking about like, we've got a couple of community members who have started their own blogs about our products. And I'm constantly like, well, how do we bring that into our community? And how do we distribute the content that they're producing to other users more effectively? Right. This is one of our users is sharing their knowledge and it's great content. How can my team help support other users getting their eyes on that content? Now, of course, we have to vet and make sure like it's aligned with what we as the brand would say, (laughs) because that's going to effectively endorse it. But it's that kind of thing. Right. It's that you've got a lot of people out there who are probably passionate about your brand and who are producing content and advocating for your brand and talking about your space. And you want to be part of that conversation. And you want to make sure that they're talking about you and not your competitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they're probably going to be talking about your competitor anyways.
1: They probably are. And you probably want to know what they're saying there too. Right?
0: Yeah. What I think is, um, Let's say um, somebody on the executive council. They're not on our online community at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because they're executives. Executives aren't going to hang out on a phone most of the time. But they are on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And some of them are on Twitter. Some of them are speaking at different things, right? And so I think that understanding what makes those people tick and what gets them engaged and involved, it helps you understand some of the programs maybe that you can build not just for that one person, but maybe for the that particular entire community, yes. right? So, if if Joe DeSanto's from uh, Workday, he's a senior VP of uh, Data something something, right? And he's he's very much of a uh, LinkedIn person. He likes to speak at conferences. He's you know uh, very opinionated, very smart, you know about certain things, right? And he's all over LinkedIn, you know, and so. I'm thinking, wow, you know, there could be an opportunity where he likes to be on podcasts or whatever, right? Or maybe he doesn't, but other people do. It's like, well, we we have, I have a community show that I can have him on and he can, does he have to talk about the product? No, but just having him talk about something that he's really smart in is going to be relevant to our people anyways, even if it's not about RELTO, it doesn't matter. It could Mm -hmm. be around data quality or it could be around whatever, you know, building a, how do you, how do CDOs think about this, that, or the other, right? You know, and he could do a whole thing about that, right? You know, for us and not specifically about RELTO, but he's on our side to do those things. So I think it helps us really dive deep into, if we understand them more, one, what makes them tick and, and understanding, hey, what topics and things are they covering or what areas do they care about? And how do we, you know, ask them to do stuff not necessarily for us, but with us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not necessarily about our pro you know, I believe that thought leadership comes from different ways, right? And it doesn't have to be specifically about Reltio, Reltio, or Zendes, Zendes. you know what I mean? Like it just could be about around the area and just how those leaders are thinking, you know, and so I think it gives us insights to that kind of stuff. And, you know, like it gets to know our customers and partners better than just an online community. Like online community is just a it's great. It helps us a lot of different ways. And I can name like 20 or 40, you know what I mean? But it doesn't get the whole gamut of the entire problems that they're trying to solve. Right. Because we're just a niche area, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, and a lot of the time like when I'm trying to sort out community problems and I'm like, oh like how should I handle this? How should I deal with it? I like taking things back to you know, outside of workspaces, when we talk about community, we talk about our friends, we talk about our neighbors, we talk about the physical space we live in. And so sometimes I'll sort of try to like, look at, okay, well, how does this work in the real world? Right? Mm -hmm. How does this work outside of a business community? And what conclusions can I draw from that? And if I'm trying to build a community of people who know each other and support each other and are connected to one another in my real life, I need to know what matters to them. I need to know what kinds of challenges they're having. I need to be celebrating their successes. I want to know what they're interested in. And like, you know, if I'm feeling disconnected from my friends, I'm going to reach out and find out what they're up to and find out what they're thinking about and see if we can, you know, get together. And, you know, maybe it's somebody's excited because their birthday is coming up. Oh, great. We should do something for your birthday, right? And so I think that connecting with our community members and our users in all of these spaces is a similar kind of thing. It's it's getting to know them. It's building those relationships. It's identifying those opportunities to amplify or celebrate or help with something, just like you would the community that you live in and the people that you care about in those spaces.
0: It's a great point. I mean, I've always tried to make a, you know, the first thing I generally in my head want to go to is when I talk to some of these folks, hey, so what's going on in the business or whatever? But now I try to make sure that Hey, you know, how's your family? Um, you know, you you just had a baby a year or two ago. How's the baby? What's going on? Oh my God, two years old now. You know what I mean? Like, and so yeah. I try to remember or write down some things that go on with that person because the connection. And, and I'm getting off a little bit, but the connection <laughs> is um, is important because if all I talk about is business and data and things like that, although that's important, we'll get to that. It's kind of the you know, personal relationship. Right. And right.
1: Right. You want to have both. And I think that's where a lot of, you know, in the early days we talked about about like surprise and delight, right? Like you find out someone's having a baby and you send them a little card or something like that out of the blue, but it is true that it's like, we're not just trying to build relationships just for the sake of product support. We're trying to build these relationships because the whole business, you want to have the relationship with your customer. And that means actually getting to know them as human beings to a certain extent.
0: Um, One thing I love is, and my favorite thing about community and yeah. when you think of community everywhere is truly building relationships, right? Nice. Like it, it gets me so excited to start talking to whether it's executives or even individual contributors about, Oh, Chris, you know, this is really cool. Really appreciative. Like, well, how are you doing? You know, like what's going on, you know, or, or whatever, just, it's really, uh, and I think that when you think of community everywhere, you know, if we start thinking about those things, and probably slightly off, but you know, I think it's important to because we get to know who those people really are outside of, you know, the Relto community or you know the 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 uh, Zendesk community or whatever you know that's online. You know, how do we kind of bring that out and and then get to know them, and how do we push that even into our own technology, right? Like, how do we push into yeah. Salesforce or CRM stuff, and so that now. You know, it's not just me that knows Joe DeSantos and what he's going through. It's also the salesperson. It's also the CMO. It's also the CEO if they care. You know what I mean? Like stuff, I don't know. It just getting off a little bit, but, you know, those are the things that excite me and just kind of it's those good relationships, you know?
1: Well, I think that's what at the end of the day, when you talk to most community managers, it's what attracts us to the career is that we love building relationships and connecting people. And it's one of those things like when I look back at my own career, I've been doing things where I got to connect people to each other or to things that helped them be happier or more successful or got them excited. My whole life, even as a little kid, I was the one that was always going around and knocking on everybody's doors and getting them to come play games in my yard. And you know, in high school, I was I ran the student council because I loved like helping to pull things together, that, like connected students to each other. Like my favorite things, like our fine arts week, where I got like a whole bunch of people together to do like all sorts of activities that connected them to the arts yeah. and things like that. And that's just who I am as a person. And I think that that's true of a lot of community professionals. And so, you know, the the interesting balance, I think, for all of us is doing that dance between the very touchy-feely human side of like, oh, I just love people and I just love making connections and the business side of like, okay, and, and how do we monetize that? And what does that mean? And how do you yeah. do these things in a way that means something to the business where someone's going to pay you to do it for them? without losing the integrity of the heart. And I think that that's the dance that community managers are constantly doing. And at the core of so many of our conversations about what makes community complex, it's that balance of like human touchy feely, but also we have to make it make sense for a business to want to do it.
0: Um, I saw this tweet and, and believe it or not, I follow tweets from uh, David uh, Is it Spinks, that's his last name. Oh, uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah, I know. I. Uh, I just this week sort of have backed off Twitter. I should have a long time ago. Honestly, when NPR left, I was kind of like, well, that was my main reason for being here. Um, But I'm sad about it. I loved Twitter and I've loved following those people. So I'm I'm hopeful that we will all re-find each other on LinkedIn or somewhere else. But I I do miss following some of it, even though...
0: I get pop-ups on my... I don't really do much on Twitter, but anyways...
1: We probably get the same Twitter alerts that are like, here's what Rich said, and here's what David said. Here's what Evan said. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So David said something like, I'm tired of the ROI conversation with community. And I thought, I'm bringing that up because you you mentioned there's a balance between, you know... uh Well,
1: and this thing is like, we've been trying to like put numbers to the value of relating to you and connecting with people and,
0: but I'm not yeah. sure I, I agree with him a lot, like, because I think we probably should be doing some of that. Right. Yeah. Is, is that, you know, we're not, you know, uh, we're not different. You know what I mean? We're still part of the business, you know, yeah. there's still so a business that's setting so aside
1: different. a budget to pay you to do this thing. Exactly. You need to show them that it matters. So, but I think the question should be less, is there ROI of community? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we all know that like connecting with people, there's value to that. And so really Absolutely. it's about just how you measure it.
0: Yeah. And, and so and maybe maybe I'm just taking it the wrong way, but it was just a tweet. So I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um,
1: David, call in, tell us what you meant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are technologies that allow podcasters or your your audience to call into your podcast.
1: We're just gonna start doing a community call-in show.
0: We could. We'd have <laughs> that'd be to think fun. About Actually,
1: that. you know what? I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but Chris, we should solicit questions from our community and do like a mailbag episode. I think that'd be really fun.
0: Ooh, I like it. Well, this has kind of gone off the Yeah, we've been a little filing, all over so- the place
1: you're you're almost in vacation mode. I'm still waking up yep. today. That's okay. Not every episode's perfect. <laughs> I think we covered some interesting things though, right? We talked about's been great. <laughs> how to you know more of breaking down silos and being cross-functional and thinking about data and tools and recognizing that at the end of the day, people are always at the center of it. and it, no technology is going to solve these problems for you. And we know that there's value in all of it. And we've got some topics to revisit. We've got a mailbag topic, we've got product feedback. We've got some tools to cover. So lots more to come, but you're yeah, going to go so enjoy it. an amazing vacation for a couple of weeks first. There won't be any episodes for a little
0: while. Yeah, I am. And uh, well, thanks everyone for tuning in <laughs> to another Peers Over Beers. We'll, we'll stop it with that. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you.